All right. Hey, it's Chris here again. We are still on the courtyard here. Beautiful canal here watching the ships. I almost, there was one that flew by. Jason Liu is with me here. We'll give him a chance to introduce himself. But it reminded me of the opening scene of that movie Spaceballs where the ship just kept going, <laughs> just going mammoth cargo ships. I don't know why it fascinates me, but um, yeah, we're here at the InsureTech Summit and kind of doing that old David Letterman man on the street thing and just interviewing some of the folks that have given us their time and resources to come in and chat about all cool things going on in the uh, technology side of our industry. And um, super excited to introduce Jason Liu. Chris, thanks for having me. Obviously, like what a venue. I mean, as you said, this is absolutely gorgeous. We're sitting out here right by the river, the sun, uh, and then obviously cargo ships as well. So it's fascinating. <laughs> and you just flew across the country to be here for us. So definitely a big shout out to for you for that. It means a lot. Oh yeah, you know, I, you know, Chris, I wouldn't miss this. It's obviously a great event. I was in Arizona at a at a sales kickoff that we were having, but uh, I wouldn't miss this uh, opportunity to kind of sit and talk to obviously a great set of folks here. That's so. cool. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? I mean, not super tenured in the insurance industry, right? Yeah, you know, I, obviously, Chris, I had no, no reason to spend a lot of time on me, but but happy to share a little bit, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I've been, uh, you know, a, a career CEO running software companies now for about 25 years, first 10 years venture back, uh, and then the last 15 kind of larger software companies. And um, the only kind of thing to note is that before I, I joined Zyway five years ago, I ran one of the larger software companies in the sales and marketing space. Okay. Um, and so, um, you know, we'll end up talking a lot about, you know, growth and customers and, and um and uh, how how to reinvent uh, the, the selling approach to sellers and, and producers in the industry. I, I worked there, and what was interesting about a quarter of our revenues was actually our customers were uh, were insurance agencies. We, we had some of the bigger ones like Marsh and Hub and others. Okay. So, uh, predating my, my tenure at Zywave, I, I kind of dipped my toe in the insurance market that way, helping out uh, enabling producers and, and large scale uh, uh, agencies. And then, obviously, five years ago, I, I joined Zywave. So since then, Zywave's been. I, and it hit me because I was at your event in Columbus. I was a bit of in the Partner XE uh, user group and was speaker there. I got to know Adam Rapp pretty well yeah. and your team. Good dude. Um, so shout out, Adam. Um, and um, one of your folks, maybe it was even you, was giving a slide about the number of acquisitions Zywave has made in recent years. And I um, probably knew that intuitively, but it was really kind of profound to see that on a slide. You guys are one of the more prolific acquirers in the technology space. I'd love just to speak to that, what you're seeing out there and how that kind of supports the vision you have for, for Zywave. Yeah, you know, I absolutely appreciate, appreciate you asking. You know, so well, five years when I took over, Zywave was already a substantial player, but uh, when I took over, we've really been on kind of uh, exponential growth. So we've obviously been growing very, very well organically, but we've made 10 acquisitions, uh, eight in the last two years. So we, okay. Yeah, we spent almost a billion dollars uh, buying up really what we uh, wanted to be the kind of the best assets in the, in the marketplace. And, and we'll, we'll talk obviously in a bit about what we think are some of the interesting areas that, that we sure. purposely invested into. Uh, but, but ultimately the larger vision was to transform the market and create kind of the third big platform player. So there's always been kind of heard of one applied and yeah. we felt the industry needed kind of a third more disruptive player. And so I, I think it's safe to say now that we, from a scale standpoint, but also from breadth and depth of, of, of solutions, you know, we have a full suite of software across commercial, uh, personal lines and uh, and benefits, uh, everything from the AMS to the front office. Um, we have all those solutions for all three major segments. And so I, I think it's safe that, you know, we've done that, but we've, we've tried to do it in a very innovative way, which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit. Um, yeah. But it, it's been a great, great set of experiences, obviously uh, having a lot of fun. How's that integration work? I mean, you know, I, yeah. so on the carrier side, I kind of alluded to this and a lot, a lot of folks might know this, but I spent most of my career on the carrier side in distribution. So I 
I basically saw every agency M&A that went through the company I worked for. Decent amount of insight in that. I was just curious, like, how's that looking on the tech side and culture integration and those kind of things? It's a different, <laughs> it's a different thing being combined. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. I mean, uh, you know, I'll, uh, what I'll say is that, you know, we probably do a whole podcast on right. integration. You know, what, what I would say, there's, um, there's obviously um, product there's kind of uh, process and people and sure um, you know I, I think one of the other challenges that Zywave uh, purposely didn't want to create a Frankenstein we had a very clear vision on what we were acquiring and why and how to integrate it sure uh, so we've, we've obviously been and we're still in the midst of, of integration of many of the, uh, the, the companies we've acquired uh, but also you know as you said on the people how to create a cohesive uh, culture and you know that uh, yeah, I'm a big kind of leadership kind of uh, sure. uh, voracious reader of leadership and and consumer of that. So I think there's a whole conversation around. And then on the process, you know, we're still in the midst of that. How do we get all the teams to work together? Um, and as I said, um, you know, we not only have the, the, the number of people for the product, but also the, the geographic disparity now. So we went from a company that was mostly headquartered in Milwaukee. Now we've got 1,200 employees, you know, all across the, the U.S. So it, it's really, you know, created a, a you know, a, a challenge in how we kind of get them all, all, all working together. But as I said, we're, we're working every day at that. Well, that's fascinating. I know it's a little bit of a pivot from some of the notes we swapped, but I am fascinated by that. And whether it's an individual agency thinking about how technology can enable their strategy, I, I love the conversation where we explore the impact of their current staff, the current processes and what might need to be tweaked and how do they drive change management through that. And that's in a situation where they're not really acquiring anything. It's just, I mean, I say just, you know, with a little naivete, but like, deploying a new tech solution versus acquiring i mean that's that's fascinating to do because it's it's eight 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 acquisitions in two years is, is is significant so i don't think it's lost i mean it shouldn't be lost on anybody how significant that is while keeping product development innovation and uh you know your services up so yeah i would say you know ultimately i i think that the people obviously the most important piece but i think that the, probably the most challenge is how to get the product integration and, and so one of the things that we've purposely tried to do is buy you know web uh uh, cloud-based platforms which allow you to integrate faster um, you know uh, you know one of the challenges you have in, in some of the other you know, players in this space you have a lot of in, in, entrenched you know, tech debt you know legacy systems and obviously it's been part of our strategy was to inquire you know the newest technologies yeah that's cool so as, as you've done that and some of the focus has been uh, i think in the notes here you shared two of those acquisitions have been ams providers I'm, I'm curious how all that's come together and maybe what you've observed from agencies and some insights you might have for agencies as they think about how to bring the innovation you have or even you know what other providers they have you know how to bring that to life and start to maximize some benefit yeah you know so i would say when you think about the ams in general you know we obviously always had a, a benefits ams being pkd but we acquired obviously a partner platform which is sis's uh, which was kind of the, the one of the top five kind of ams's uh, at the time and then also agency matrix uh, the personal and and what i would say about the ams is it's in often cases the, the largest line item on, a, on an agency's um, you know, uh, expense item. But what you, what I think a lot of agencies would, would say is that they, they don't use it um, as much as what they pay for it. And, and I think that the, the whole concept of the AMS has got to get reinvented. Yeah. You know, I, I think in many ways, um, it become like this bloated system that does everything, but you know, only certain things well, which is primarily the accounting piece and, 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 and some of the, uh, the, the service delivery piece. Um, when you think about historically it being used as the system record for customers, increasingly in many agencies that's moving to the CRM, right? Yeah. 
And so one of Zyway's approaches has been, you know, first of all, modularizing it. Yeah, I love you that know, word. is, yeah. is um, en enabling choice for the for the agency. The second one is interoptability. Is one of the frustrating things when I first started was how proprietary these systems were. Right. You know, you couldn't integrate them into other products, um, and you know, opening up the system so the agency owns the data and you're not being held hostage by a vendor was another key theme. Uh, and I'd say that the, the the third uh, big theme is around um, more of the spend has got to be spent on growth and customers in the agency, not on accounting. And right now, the majority of the spend is on an AMS, which in large part is your accounting system. And so how do you spend less on an AMS and, and free up dollars for other things? And so when you look at, um, you know, we, we've maintained pricing that these upstarts in SIS and agency matrix had, which is uh, be significantly uh, price competitive. Sure in order to free up dollars for an agency to then spend it on other areas that are helping to help them grow their grow their business. Like, I don't think that the overall tech spend changes for an agency, but the mixture of it needs to spend more towards yeah. things that are gonna grow an agency. That's Yeah, I love that. And a couple of things I jotted down there that are fast. I love the word modular, right? Yeah. I, I didn't, I, I sense from agencies that they feel like they're buying a whole lot of stuff that they don't need rather than being able to, it's like my cable. Yeah. Like I watch 15 <laughs> channels, but I think just watch ESPN. That's it, right? Um, that's a whole other side thing. But I call them and say, can I, they have a platform for 15 channels. Well, you've been a customer for 20 years, so you can't buy that, but I'll, I'll digress on that. But so how are you, so how's Zywave bringing it? You kind of alluded that a little bit. I'm just bringing that to life and educating agencies and still maintaining the price point of, of a product that, that doesn't necessarily have all those features. I'm just curious how all that comes together for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So Zyway is fortunate in that, you know, 90% of our revenues uh, is is outside the AMS. So we can actually be, we can be, um, you know, very, uh, you know, clinical about sure. it. And so when we acquired, um, you know, assets uh, and, and others, um, we had no need to raise pricing. It was, the goal was to kind of keep their price competitive but obviously then um, free of dollars to be spent in other ways. And, and, and I think so, you know, we didn't have some of the challenges that, you know, a vertical applied has where the majority of their revenues is with the AMS. So they, they, they are, it's, it's much more challenging for them to actually talk about modularizing and things like yeah. that because it's much more disruptive. Um, so, you know, we, we, we you know, kind of walked in with it with, a, with a kind of an easier approach. But I, I think part of it also is cultural is like um, our mindset, as you said, is, you know, you go to McDonald's, you know, you might want a happy meal, which is everything, but sometimes you just want like a hamburger. You're right. Yeah. Sometimes you might just want, you know, some fries. You don't want to always have to be it. And so our, our mindset is how do we create choice, not just choice and product, but also allow you then to, if you don't want to use Zyway, maybe you want to use another AMS, or maybe you want to use Salesforce, or maybe you want to use, um, you know, some other system, um, a, a record. You know, you, all those things have got to be interoperable. You know, it's got to, it's got to, the data's got to be able to free flow through all of that. And, and that's kind of a, a cultural thing that, you know, we've yeah. many years ago. Yeah, it's definitely a cultural shift. Um, and, even, and I, not that sober, it's just like the hyper focus on the price, but your example of McDonald's, like, if you if you as soon as you customize out of a happy meal now you spent more to buy the same stuff and so it's the fact that you're able to provide the customization not at a, you know not the happy meal eyes of the product but like to keep that so it's a really cool thing yeah and in our product vantage point if you want to buy all of our systems you know buy the entire happy meal of course we prefer that but if you want to buy things separately then that, that's good right that's so. great i'm curious like so then 
with what you're doing and the envision you have there, like what what are some things on the horizon that have you the most hori- uh, the most excited? Yeah, you know, we, we were, you know, I was just chatting with, with a couple of folks. I mean, there's kind of like what is more immediate to us, and then sure. you know, some other things like we should, should for something chat talk about Chat GPT, which is obviously <laughs> all the rage now. Sure, it is. But um, you know, what one big, you know, when you look at Zyway's acquisitions, there's been two specific major areas that we've really been focused on. One is uh, around um, digital quoting. Uh, you know, so we've made five acquisitions in the, in the digital quoting space. And so when you look at actually volume of comparative rating or digital quoting, Zyway is large now. Okay. Um, you know, we, we bought uh, ITC, we bought uh, IBQ on the commercial line side. Uh, benefits, we, we uh, bought Code64 and uh, Rate Factory, and then on the uh, on the commercial side with with, uh, with IBQ and now Clarion Door, and we also work with Simsy as well. What, what, what I what I would say is, um, we we do think um, personal lines is increasingly on the cusp of being at the tipping point of going fully digital. Um, if you look at uh, a lot of you know where we're, we're talking and the customers that we have, is particularly the big agencies, but also. Uh, the, the big digital websites that are our customers. Um, it's definitely moving quick. We do think commercial is probably a little bit uh, early right now. Yeah, okay. And then benefits is somewhere in the middle of the two. Okay. Um, but we, we, we that's a huge bet of ours. The other big bet is, is data has been substantial. We've had a couple of major data assets in MyEdge. Uh, we think the data and advice in uh, the benchmarking data. Sure. You know, MyEdge is basically the, the largest prospecting database. It's, you know, the Zoom info for insurance. Um, we think you marry that with the software and you can create a level of, uh, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, intelligence and automation that, that really is unprecedented. Um, you know, I, I think there's a whole other discussion around artificial intelligence. I don't want to talk about that, but you know, we, 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 we have built in some of the artificial intelligence and, and we certainly have some thoughts around that as well that are might be of interest. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. So three things I jotted down and trying to be respectful of your time, but you mentioned PLs at the tipping point of being fully digital. I grew up in the personal line space and I think for the vast majority of the agency members that might be listening, personal lines probably still makes up the largest you know segment of their book. Um, and it's a fear, I think, for folks around, does that become fully direct and different capacities there. What's the tipping point in your mind or what are the things that you you guys have in your crystal ball, I guess, if you will, that the industry needs to see that needs probably the wrong word, but will experience or could that that moves that over the hump. Yeah, I, I think the way I think the key with that market, uh, the personal lines is segmentation is that I, I do think high net worth um, is yeah. going to continue to be, um, you know, an agent involved. But I, I do think non-standard for sure is going to go. Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, is going to go digital, um, and then and then you know the interesting question is kind of the the more standard standard, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know it, it, how much that's going to go digital, and and, and, and I think um, what what you're definitely saying is is that's rapidly going digital. I mean, if you look just outside the U.S., you look at Europe, you look at Asia, first lines primarily now is all digital. Yeah. Okay. Um, people expect to be able to to to, to buy insurance at an entry level yeah um digitally you know but i i think where uh, i think there will always be an agent involved is really you know the, the more complicated scenario where you have high net worth where they've got multiple houses they've got cars they've got sure enhanced yeah. risk and liability uh, then you might might want to marry that in some other financial products as well like retirement etc but I, I think the standard on standard that's going to go quick i mean um you know right right now you know we've seen quote volume we we, we deal we we um obviously have um, 
we provide a lot of the uh, the rating platforms to to not just small agencies and big agencies. We also plat- providing to a lot of these digital websites. And yeah, you're definitely seeing the volume. You know, pick up pretty dramatic. Yeah, okay. Right yeah, it makes sense. On the commercial line side, you not as mature yet as well. That's that's a fascinating conversation. I think even at the panels today will likely come up. It, 18 months ago, or I guess we might have been led to believe that agents were just going to just drink tons of this commercial lines comparative rating. But I think the data shows adoption is is not as robust as certainly those that are investing in the tools or even those that just are observing might have thought. I mean, do you have any observation as to what the what's slowing the uptake? Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a, you know, I think if you look at my really nuanced, there's the quoting and then there's the bind and the issue. Totally, you yeah. know, like, and, and, and I think um, what we've seen is a dramatic increase in the actual quote volume, but people still want an agent involved to do bind and issuance. And if you think about, you know, some of these, uh, you know, like like a lemonade, et cetera, where they've gotten themselves in a bit of bit of trouble right. on the carrier side is that they end up underwriting a bunch of, you know, very bad risks and, and their cost of acquisition is, is much higher, you know. Um, than uh, than how long those those renewals are, so um, you, you know I, I, I think um, I, I think the next step is increasingly people are going to want to just compare. We're talking entry level kind of sure they're going to want to like at least compare quotes. Yeah. Um, Self service, but ultimately they may still go to an agent and, and buy it online, right? Or buy it uh, from an agent, right? And 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 I think the the, the real question is at what point is it going to be bought, um, buying an issuance? And I think that's maybe a few years off, but I don't yeah. think it's that that far off. Yeah, yeah. The complexity of the pricing, debits and credits, creates more nuance certainly than a personal injury where it's kind of is what it is based on deductible and limits. So there's, I totally agree with where you're talking about on that. It'll just be kind of it'd be interesting to see what. There's sort of a normalization in personal lines comparative rating. It's kind of been what it is for a while. So that's why I was curious about what the what the next piece. But in commercial lines, we we certainly haven't found whatever normal looks like. Yeah, so. I think we we still think it's you know early days in commercial. Yeah. You know, um, you know what's interesting is everyone's kind of focused on the the SMB side. You know, Zywave obviously has a lot of focus there, but we've also tried to figure out how to release more automate the ENS lines. You know, oh, okay. so it's not going to be fully automated. But can you, are there ways that you can enhance the? You can just take some of the friction out of it. Makes sense. You mentioned ENS. This is completely off the off the rails a little bit, but I've, I've been in some conversations where, with state of the economy, the price of reinsurance, extremely hard market conditions, um, are you seeing? I mean, I, the conversation is more things that might be standard lines today end up in the ENS market. So, <laughs> well, a firm exactly. like yours, you know, being able to automate the ENS lines is. Uh, likely to be, you know, be a great move. Yeah, you know, so so one thing I just, I, I mean, I'm going to bring it back to technology, but there's a reason because it, it, it validates your point, Chris. And so what's interesting is, um, you know, we, Zyway, we have a team of people from an M&A standpoint looking at all the, the startups and doing sure. these commercial raters for commercial. And what's interesting you find is about 30 to 40% of their uh, of their quotes are denied. Exactly what you're describing, because it may be like, uh, a bar, <laughs> you know, and they, yeah. and they, you know, they don't, you know, and, and so that, you know, and so that get, that's getting kicked into ENS, I think is your point. Yeah. And so absolutely, you know, kind of ENS is in, in some ways being kind of the catch all for anything they just don't want to like, right. Yeah. You know, right. You know, so I, I think your instincts are right. And that's why you see, I mean, we, we, we have about a thousand carrier customers, a lot of the, the big ones, and you definitely see that they're quote ENS business growing okay. much more quickly than their, their, their business. But when you look at what they're doing, you know, some of it seems very like, you know, uh, uh, much more traditional than, yeah. than, than what you'd normally think of being asked. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's fascinating, these things that are just 
admitted versus ENS doesn't seem like it would be a technology conversation, but it's it's absolutely a technology conversation because people have to be able to transact the business and take care of customers. So and it puts you guys in a spot of like, how do I start? I have a dollar. How am I going to invest the darn thing? Right? It's it's fascinating. But we're winding down here, Jason. I want to respect your time. Um, was gonna, I wanted to follow up on AI, but AI, but that's probably a whole other. <laughs> I'm just curious. You know, you've got an opportunity to just kind of speak to a group of agents out there through the Big Eye Network. Like, what would be your like? Do this in 2023 to crush it. Yeah, yeah. No, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a, it's a bit of a plug on an ebook that Don Bailey and I wrote, but I, I think it really helps. Maybe you know, in, in one way, kind of just capture you know, because I can't just one sentence communicate everything. Sure. So Don and I, Don Bailey, if folks don't know, uh, just a legend in the industry. He uh, he was the president of Marsh and he was the uh, CEO of. Um, of Willis North America, and he just last week uh, got uh, anointed as the uh, head of distribution for AIG. So him and I co-wrote a, a book about two years ago called um, The Sales Revolution, and it was talking about how agencies and really insurance um, are going to have to rethink how they go about, you know, servicing and selling to their customers. It's a free ebook. There's no cost. It's a quick read. It's about 90 minutes, but it really talks about how the world, you know, there's a lot of aspects of it, but one aspect of it, Don is pointing out, is the world of the agency are shifting from relationship management to consultative management. Uh, yeah. You know, and so more and more commercial insight is being expected of, a, of an agency. Um, and, and so Don focuses on the the what, the big stuff, the why. I focus on really the how and okay. the, the what, you know, which is once you have to become more consultative, what does that mean from sure. a process and a technology standpoint? And so it's a really nice uh, kind of play of the two of us. But I, I would say I just encourage people to pick it up. So it's about a 90 minute read. Um, and, and I think it's going to kind of maybe transform the way you think about things. And it comes from a legend and Don, but, uh, you know, a guy who's been a bit the tech savvy in myself. No, that's good. I like the combination, too, of get the agent broker and the technology providers coming together to have a positive story. That's a really cool thing. So, yeah, yeah. Jason, I want to I want to give you a huge thank you for flying in here and just joining us for the panel later this afternoon, the support of the Tech Summit. And actually, a personal thank you for Zywave's support of ACT. Oh. Uh, which is my, we've had a relationship with ITC in the past and folks at SIS, Partner XE and Zywave. And so your team, Laura Seltman, has been great to work with as well. She's so I want to give you guys a shout out <laughs> and appreciate the support. Absolutely, Chris. Well, hey, it's been a great partnership. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely.